mystery is it the reason I got my own show is because I've got the X Factor my ex is the head of radio too <laughs> and a factor in her life <laughs> start off with a confession tonight ladies and gentlemen I'm uh, drinking and driving yes yeah, Sodom there's an advertising campaign you probably won't see this Christmas <laughs> everyone says it's wrong drinking and driving don't they I can tell you two things that are far more dangerous than drinking and driving one drinking two driving do you know how many people were killed last year in Britain as a direct result of alcohol abuse? 35,000. Do you know how many people were killed as a direct result of driving a car? 22,000. Do you know how many people were killed as a direct result of drinking and driving? 500. <laughs> I'm not taking any bloody chances. I'm joking, of course. Uh, I'm not condoning it. It's very wrong. It's for me anyway. I haven't got a licence. No, it is very wrong. I'm, uh, I actually, true, I haven't got a licence. I actually fail my test. This, can anyone answer this question? If you're doing your test and an animal ran out in front of the car, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to run it over. That is the correct answer. Honestly, that's what they say you've got to do, because anything else is a danger to other road users. While I'm on my test, everything's going great. <laughs> Suddenly, this goat ran out in front of the car. <laughs> so I remembered what he said, and I kept driving. A few seconds later, I look in the rearview mirror, and the goat is fine. I've missed him by millimetres. Now, obviously, I didn't want to fail my test. So I stuck it in reverse like that. I must have been chasing that little sod through that field for 45 minutes before I ran over his head, and he still failed me. Where's the justice in that? And I'm drinking Forex uh, tonight, my favourite lager, since coming back from Australia. I do like the subtle macho way it's advertised in this country. I love driving a tractor and cheating on my wife. Let's play rugby and dig a hole. Forex, drink it, you bloody puff. <laughs> it's quite subtle, but you'll just notice it. They're my favourite adverts in the world, Australian adverts. I love the fact they've all gone for the mentally ill theme. If you go to Australia and turn the TVs on, I guarantee there'll be some bloke shouting at you mentally going, Come to French Crazy Carpets, our price deal! We've got crazy deals because we're crazy carpets! I must be bonkers! 50% off at French Crazy Bonkers Carpets! What's the matter with me? I'll tell you, I'm our price carpet bonkers crazy this bank holiday Monday! I'm John Shedd and I've gone Shed Mental at Shed World. 33% off a of Shed, am I insane? Of course I'm insane, I'm John Shedd! My arse is made out of sugar puffs and I invented the snot sausage! My shed off me! That's what they should do. They should get proper mentally ill people to reclaim the word and just do their own adverts. Hello, I'm Brian Trifle and am I going crazy? Of course I'm going crazy. I live in a mental institution in Woolloomooloo. Why don't you come round this bank holiday Monday and watch me run round the table tennis room with the underpants round my ankles shouting, look at me, I'm a chocolate biscuit. Yes, I'm Brian Trifle. I've got my mother's nightie on and I think, come Jesus, this bank holiday Monday, I'll stab you, I've got a knife. <laughs> 
It's time to welcome my regular guest. Do you know what? If you could take what this woman's got and bottle it, it would be, in the words of Shakespeare, sweeter than the heavenly aroma of Lynx All Day Protection Amazon Must. <laughs> Economy size. Ladies and gentlemen, our very own Roll On Brute. Please welcome Angela McHale. Trying to quote the classics, hmm? No, I bet you haven't read any Shakespeare in your life, have you? Of course I have. Come on, then. Let's hear your favourite quote. OK. Shall I? Carry on. That's it. <laughs> you mean, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. No, oh, I don't like that bit. It's just the first bit I like. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May. That'll teach Michael Douglas to take his wife for a curry. <laughs> and summer's lease hath all too short a date. It's sonnet 18. Yeah, I know. Baby, if you go away, I don't think I can take the pain. Will you stay another day? Stay now. That's East 17. Oh, yeah. Out, damn spot, out, I say. Has someone let a dog in? That's Macbeth. You haven't got a clue, have you? Oh, I don't care. Shakespeare's rubbish. Especially the so-called comedies. The crap. What? He was the finest exponent of comic writing the world has ever seen. Go on, then. Give me one of his famous funny lines. OK. Remuneration. Oh, that's the Latin word for three farthings. Oh, brilliant. Stop it, you're killing me. Hey, can I open with that in Sunderland next week? Knock, knock. Who's there? Remuneration. Remuneration who? Oh, that's the Latin word for three farthings. Thank you. I'm here all weekend. Enjoy the scampi. It's rubbish. I could do better myself. Oh, right. So you're a better comedy writer than Shakespeare? Maybe. Let's hear another one. How tartly that gentleman looks. I never can see him, but I am heartburned an hour after. You're losing him. Right, my go. I got a letter in the post last week. It said on it, please do not bend. I thought, how am I supposed to pick it up? <laughs> right, your go. I would my horse have the speed of your tongue. My dog's got no chin. What does he look like? Gail from Coronation Street. <laughs> I would my horse. It's not even proper English. Sounds like he wants to shag his horse. I would, eh? My horse. <laughs> Friends, Romans, countrymen, put down your beers. It's time to welcome our special guest from the West Country, Noel Britton. Thanks so much indeed. Uh, just like to start by saying it is a, a privilege and a pleasure to be here on the Lee Mack Show. And I'm, I'm not just saying that, it's a contractual obligation. Um, <laughs> It's a Bath that I'm from in the West Country, Bath or Bath if you prefer. People say Bath's a bit posh, a bit twee. Uh, it, it, is, it is quite posh there. We've, we've got a Kentucky Fried Pheasant, uh, which is nice. It's, uh, it's knife and fork looking good. And, uh, <laughs> very posh there. I, I saw someone in the street I knew. I yelled out, you who? Someone next to me said, you whom? You whom? But, um, so it's been a, been a joy to be here in London for the day, uh, here at the BBC, obviously hearing all the news stories as they arrive, which is quite exciting, hear all the news first-hand. Uh, latest news, I don't know the further news, Whoopi Goldberg has just announced she's going to marry French actor Gérard Depardieu, and will now be known as Whoopi Depardieu. <laughs> I was, you know, you know the competition Mr Universe? I, I was in the competition Mr Impotent recently. Uh, came nowhere. <laughs> Amongst some pretty stiff competition, I can tell you, but um, no hard feelings. So, I, I rang the arthritis helpline last week. They said, can you hold? I thought, well, that's just rubbing it in, isn't it, really? But, um, 
Oh, I remember the first, first time I was in bed with, uh, with, with my partner, uh, the very first time, lying there in the darkness. She said, I've never been with someone so well endowed. Yeah. Uh, I said, you're pulling my leg. Um, <laughs> she's, she's into having sex where she might be caught, and I don't like that. Catching her, that is. Because um, <laughs> people are into some weird sexual things. A friend of mine admitted to me a couple of days ago that the only way now that he can get sexually aroused is to dip his genitals into a boiling hot liquid. <laughs> yes. Not my cup of tea, obviously, but... Um... <laughs> I'd like to leave you with a couple of words from one of my grandfathers, because I come from a, a long line of ancestors. Wonderful words written from my grandfather used to say to me, Noel, he used to say to me, Noel, 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 he says. <laughs> Just... Just want you to remember my name. That's all this bit comes down to. Noel Brisson, he used to say to me. <laughs> .co.uk. He used to say, no, no. No. <laughs> early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. Or a milkman. Um, <laughs> I shall see you later in the show from me, Noel Britton. Thanks very much indeed. say at the beginning of the show, if you want to heckle, that's fine. I like hecklers. We had one last week. Some bloke shouted something out, got into a bit of a discussion with him. It was a bit aggressive. I said, are you hard? And he went, yeah, I am. I said, how hard do you think you are? He said, I'm a black belt in judo. And I said, you might think that's the best form of defence. How often do you get attacked by a man in a dressing gown? <laughs> and he said, I work in a mental hospital. <laughs> you couldn't write stuff like that, could you? Hey, of course you could. I did. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to meet our musical guest, Toya! Toya! We finally got you on the show. It may have took hundreds of phone calls and a few degrading begging letters, but well done for your persistence. <laughs> I believe you've been very busy lately. Yeah, I, I've just finished my second book. Wow, you're a slow reader. It's a book I wrote. It's called Diary of a Facelift. It's an autobiographical account of my experience with cosmetic surgery. Wow, that's a very brave, confessional-style book. Weren't you tempted to keep tight-lipped? Excuse the joke. <laughs> no, that's OK. That's fine. Five minutes into the show, it's nice to finally hear one. <laughs> we hear so much about cosmetic surgery in the tabloids, and I just wanted to give a personal account and share my experience on something that I accept is a very controversial issue. Yeah, well, you've certainly raised a couple of eyebrows. <laughs> now, I believe you've been making quite an impact on kids of late, haven't you? I mean, performing to them, not hitting them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I recently played the part of Barmy Aunt Boomerang in a BBC One kids show. I, I played the ghost of a dead Australian soap star. Go on, do the Aussie voice for us now. Ah, oh, come on, mate, you don't want to hear me doing that. <laughs> I do, honest, go on, do it. <laughs> That was it. Brilliant. That was the best Aussie voice I've heard for years. Can you do Sharon as well, or is it just Aussie? <laughs> now, I believe there's another ghost connection with you as well, isn't oh, there? Oh, yeah. Now, I recently was on a reality show called Famous and Frightened. And who else was on it? Um, Ruth Maddock, Lucy Pinder, John O'Coleman. Famous and Frightened. Shouldn't it have just been called Frightened? <laughs> 
was that we were all trapped in Haunted Castle near Chesterfield for a week, and one by one they did things like lock us in rooms on our own for the night to see if we were contacted by ghosts or poltergeist. God, that must be terrifying. Chesterfield? <laughs> if that doesn't put the willies up, yeah, I don't know what would. <laughs> Who else was on it? Christopher Biggins. There's an obvious joke, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> And I believe you've done a lot of pantos over the last few years. Yeah, I quite often seem to play the lead male role, Jack and the Beanstalk, Aladdin, Peter Pan. And is it quite hard playing a different sex, or have you cheated and taken the cosmetic surgery a bit too far? <laughs> well, it's always a challenge to play against type. It must be the same for you doing a comedy show. Sorry, that was a little below the belt. Let's move on, shall we? Now, musically, of course, you first hit the big time in the 80s, which uh, is a bit old for your first record, only joking. But, of course, you're still recording, aren't you? Absolutely. My last album was a re-release in 2003 called Prostitute. Oh, I like the sound of that. Well, you should buy it. You might like it. OK, I will. How much? I've got cash. <laughs> I could let you have it for 15.99. What will you give me for 12.99? I am not haggling. And, of course... The other kids' TV show that you're connected with is the Teletubbies. Ah, yes, that's right. I do the voiceover at the beginning and at the end. So what's it like working with brightly coloured creatures with strange voices and plastic faces? It was fine. I'm talking to you, guitarist. <laughs> it's a very odd show, the Teletubbies, isn't it? I'll show you something twice, and it's exactly the same both times. Ah, now, well, that's because it's a show that's targeted at infantile minds, and repetition is the best thing for that sort of target audience. It's a very odd show, isn't it? They'll show you the same thing twice, and it's exactly the same both times. Well, that's because it's a show that's targeted at infantile minds, and repetition is the best thing for that sort of target audience. Just to let you know, folks, if you didn't get that joke, it means it's probably aimed at you. <laughs> hey, I was thinking, why don't you stick around and play the baddie in the comedy western sketch? It's a male character, but you like a bit of reverse gender casting. That's not how I'd phrase it. What, reverse gender casting? No, comedy. Just play the intro. <laughs> What was that? You said create a West Country atmosphere. A wild West Country atmosphere. <laughs> Another drink, Sheriff Mac? Hit me. I meant with a whiskey. <laughs> You're not quite getting the idea of this, are you? Sorry. I suppose it could have been worse. I was going to ask you for a slow, comfortable screw. One whiskey coming right up. I see you have that new bar extension done. You must be the new sheriff. Depends on who's asking. Are you from the DSS? No. Well, that's fine. I am the new sheriff. <laughs> and you are? I'm Madam Doody, but you can call me Dee Dee. Howdy doody, Dee Dee Doody. Why, Sheriff, is that a gun in your pocket, or are you just glad to see me? No, it's me knob. <laughs> well, a few of my girls are upstairs just waiting to spend some time with a man like you, Sheriff. On the house, of course. I hope you've got a flat roof. Interested? Interested? You try and stop me. You're looking at a cowboy that's been riding too lonely for too long on a desolate plane called Solitude and needs to park his stirrups on a sweet What punch. are you on about? Sorry, I can't think straight. I'm desperate for a shack. <laughs> and I think you can help, because I've heard rumours that you run the best little horse house in Texas. Whore house, not horse house. Oh, well, I'm not interested then. <laughs> hey, I would. My horse. 
It takes a pretty brave man to be the sheriff of this town. I guess you've heard about our outlaw friend. He doesn't frighten me. At last! That's what this town needs. Someone who can finally stand up to the man with no name. You what? I thought he was called the man with no gun. <laughs> anyway, I'll be all right. Don't worry about me. I'll face him, man to man. I think this is him outside. Can I borrow your dress? <laughs> oh, my mistake. It's the medicine man. Roll up, roll up. For potions and lotions, for all your commotions. Have you got a license to be doing this? Allow me to introduce myself. The first name's Noel. I thought we'd seen the last of you, blighting our lives with your lies and silly performances. And my surname's Britton. Oh, sorry, I thought it was Edmunds. <laughs> Madam, do you have anything that ails you at present? Well, my husband's got a problem. He can't get Mr. Woody to stand to attention. <laughs> Why doesn't he report him to the sergeant major? He's not in the army. He's having trouble charming the snake into raising his floppy little head. <laughs> well, he shouldn't have pets in an army. He can't but... get an erection. Right, I get it. Well, may I suggest this bag of powdered rhinoceros horn? You just need to put one teaspoonful in his coffee and he'll make you feel like you're 21 again. I am 21. 21 and no teeth. Actually, maybe we should have set this in the West Country. Dear Radio 2, I'd like to complain about the country bumpkin representation of us folk in the West Country. Lots of love, Pamers, Jethro and the Wurzels. Anyway, maybe it's you who should be buying some medicine, Sheriff. I've heard you're going to need it once the man with no name gets into town. Just how bad can this bloke be? I'll tell you how bad... The story goes that he was at home with his wife when bandits broke in and held a gun to her head and demanded all his money. He raised his old Colt 45 and shot his wife clean between the eyes before killing them too. Okay, so he's good with money. <laughs> he still doesn't scare me. Well, maybe you should tell him yourself. Look who's just got into town. <laughs> Looks like God sells a new sheriff. You don't scare me. Get off your horse and eat your magnum. Hang on, that's not right. I will get off my horse, sheriff. Just so I can give you some friendly advice. Let me tell you, these here are pretty dodgy parts. Yeah, but some of the jokes are good. And I'd hate for you to meet with an accident, sheriff. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. Hey, sheriff, you feeling lucky? Maybe I am. Come here, Lucky. <laughs> what say we sort this out right here at high noon? Why wait till then? What about midday? Join us later for part two. I am the Slater Drinker. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Tyre!
just had some new shoes made. I hope you like them. Good. Because I was, um... I have to have them specially made, because uh, when I was a kid, I grew up in a house that was so cold, I got frostbite and lost most of my toes. Yeah, it's very sad. My dad still treated me the same as everyone else in the house, though. He'd still come in at night and go, this little piggy went to market. <laughs> Good night, love. Um... He's a very old-fashioned man, my dad. So old-fashioned that when my sister had her menstrual cycle, he made her go and live in the shed, claiming that she was the evil seed of Satan. It's a bit old-fashioned, isn't it? Yeah, it's very sad, actually. My sister died uh, very young. Yeah, she drowned. But, like my dad said, look on the bright side. If she'd have floated, would have had to set fire to her anyway. <laughs> it's weird growing up in our house. My brother used to pick on me. He used to always say I was adopted. You're adopted, you're adopted. Oh, I used to cry my eyes out. But my mum would always put her arm around me like that. And she'd go, you don't listen to him! He lie, he bad man, you're my son! <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the Wild West. Roll up, roll up. Shooting engines or score. Earwigs from Lahore makes you quick on the draw. What the hell are you talking about? How can an earwig make you a quicker gunslinger? Have you ever heard of an earwig being killed in a gunfight? Nope. I rest my case. I'll take one. Now, where is that, Sheriff? It's almost noon, Sheriff. You frightened? Do I look like a man who's frightened? You smell like a man who's frightened. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll wash that off in a minute. Another drink, Sheriff? Screwdriver on the rocks. Ah! You're really starting to get on my nerves! <laughs> so, what you gonna do? I'll tell him straight. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. Then what you gonna do? Buy a train ticket. <laughs> So you're leaving us, just like the rest. I didn't know you had a yellow streak, Sheriff. I told you, I'll wash it off in a minute. 
And I thought you were different to the others. I thought you were a brave man. The cemetery is full of brave men. No, they're cowards. Otherwise, they wouldn't be hiding in the cemetery. They're dead. Oh, I see. But you're different. I know you are. You think so, dear? Well, my dad once taught me the most important lesson I've ever learned. He said, son, you can fool some of the people all of the time. And all of the people some of the time. But you can't fool some of the people all of the time. <laughs> and I said, you just said you could, dad. And he said, yeah, I know. But what I meant to say was, you can't fool all of the people some of the time. And I said, get it right, for God's sake, dad. And he said, get lost, you're adopted anyway. Well, looky here, if it ain't the sheriff. Have him one final drink. Well, I've got a bullet here with your name on it. Oh, cheers, I've been looking for that. If you find a vest with my name written on it as well, can you let me know? My mum's going to go mental. I believe you have an appointment with Dr. Death. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. He's cancelled. He's NHS, you know what they're like. <laughs> You backing out, Sheriff? The Sheriff ain't backing out. He's got more courage in his little finger than you got in your whole body. Ah! Not now he ain't. You're the most annoying barman I have ever met. The Sheriff ain't scared of you. He's got balls of steel. Shut up! <laughs> Don't worry. In the words of Gladys Knight, I'm leaving on a midnight train to Georgia. It's supposed to be eight o'clock, but it's a virgin train. <laughs> I knew you were chicken. And once you're out the way, I think I might try and get to know Miss Duty a little better. Listen, Mr. Man with no willy. Name. If you lay one hand on her, it'll cost you. Yeah, and if it's both hands, it'll cost you even more. Shut up, I'm threatening him. See, I knew you'd stand up to this low-down, dirty dog. Hush your mouth or you'll see me moody, Miss Duty Duty. Oh, yeah. You can walk the walk and you can talk the talk. But can you walk and talk? What? I mean, stop looking at me, bird, or I'll smash your face in. What about in the words of Gladys Knight, you're leaving on a... Never mind that! In the words of Richard Branson, the toilets are blocked and the train's just been cancelled. Let's do it then. Right here. Right now. I shot the sheriff, but I did not shoot no deputy. You ready, sheriff? Please, call me deputy. <laughs> you know, sheriff, when all this is over, maybe you'd like to come up and see me sometime. Well, you're either more confident than I am, or you're a necrophiliac. <laughs> either way, I'm going to be as stiff as a board. Better get up the bar stool, sheriff, or you're going to miss your own funeral. Down. Oh, yeah. You know, my daddy used to say there were only three types of people in this life. Those that can count and those that can't. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Which one are you, Sheriff? I'll let my bullets do the talking. You're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly. Shut up. <laughs> You ready, Sheriff? Yeah. Drawer. Good idea. Let's call it a drawer. I mean, go for your weapon. 
Sorry, my fault. Yes, the earwig from Lahore should have made you quicker on the draw, but mistakenly, I gave you an earwig from Bristol, which makes you slower on your pistol. Yeah! It was written by Lee Mack with additional material by Neil Webster and it was produced by Claire Jones.